Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, episode 36, the running podcast for the average runner. Only three of us in the house tonight as... um. We've just got word that Sparling has fell asleep. Night shift workers. But yes, yeah, so yeah. it's uh, myself, Wooly, Fraser Barden, and his brother, Nathan Barden. How's it going, boys? Good. Right. Good. Man. <laughs> How's everyone's training been? Been doing much? Yeah, I've done a pretty good week this morning. Oh, mate, I'll have to, um, I'll have to look out because the 25K I did today, I think it maybe took me to 60K. For the week. Shit. You're yeah, following that so... program now, aren't you? No, well, I'm not. Well, I got a Ben Parks program and I thought, well, I'm not doing the marathon, next marathon to so the Gold Coast marathon. So I started on it for a week and I went, oh, well, there's no point starting it yet. I'll just save it and sort of just sort of like up my K's and try and get some consistent long yeah. runs in. So um, when I, um, and I was up to, I did three 10 K runs in the week. So I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10, 10, 10, and then, uh, park run yesterday, but only that was about like six, seven K all up. Um, and then I was going to go for like a 15 K this morning, but then when we were at DFO buying everything in Nike, uh, <laughs> uh, we, um, Sparling, uh, messaged me and said, oh, you know, are you coming tomorrow to, um, we're doing 25k up Mount Glorious with uh, Noel. I said, oh, I didn't know anything about it. And he didn't realize I wasn't in the chat. Um, so he gave it the logistics. It was an early, early start. So I said, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll jump in. So we did like, what's that? 24k, 24.8k today on reverse. Some of the route, um, that, um, we do on the Mount Glorious uh, race, the tracks race in, in four weeks. And, um, but then the end part was the bit that comes through the rainforest there. So that was good to run some of that um, and see what's happened with, from the floods from February, there was a load of, uh, a lot of wall had fallen down, all the boulders and everything must've got swept away with loads of trees. And so it was I should have taken a photo of it. It just looked like uh, like there'd been an earthquake through part of it, and all the boulders had come down. We sort of had to sort of like you could get round it, but it was still it slowed you down a, a bit. So um, let's hope none of that moves between now and the race. Um, but yeah, we just went out and did a twenty five k there. It was great and uh, saw a koala. Steve was a little bit ahead of us on one of the trails. All of a sudden, I heard this noise, and uh, a koala raced across the the fire trail in front of him and um, up up the tree, up the rock face, straight up the tree, like super quick. He said he didn't realize they'd move so fast. And then I got a photo of it. It's on the Strava, uh, sitting there looking at us. So, um, yeah, cool. it was, uh, pretty So magical. that was with Noel. You run with Noel. Yeah. Yeah. Noel was, um, coughing and spluttering a bit. I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but, um, he, uh, he didn't test, he hadn't tested, but he reckons maybe like a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, he had, he may have had COVID because he'd been oh, a bit unwell shit. and he didn't race last weekend because he wasn't feeling great. And, um, it's been, a bit, there's been loads of shit going about at the moment. Yeah. Though. 
there's loads of viruses and stuff, kids and. Yeah, I was just going to say, know, um, if you want to hear Noel's story, check out episode 23. Noel yeah, was a guest great. on the show. And it was good to run with him because he was just giving us, a, you know, you're getting the lowdown. We were talking about training, different training stuff and um, uh, different sort of like warm weather, hot weather techniques, you know, with the, the humidity and stuff. And that's why um, Australian triathletes do so well when they travel across because they've, We've had a we have a quite a hot, humid summer, especially up in Queensland, and that uh, seems to have a benefit when travelling abroad. Um, the um, the Ironman winners—they all from Norway, England, <laughs> and like. Yeah, but, the, but the Australian guy, where did the Australian guy come forth? Oh. Yeah, you don't know where they live and where they train, though. But he's just saying it does it does help. Yeah. Uh, well, we haven't got that many, yeah, you know, world class triathletes, have we? That. Uh, yeah, so, um, and uh, yeah, that's really good. Few. We have got a few world class yeah. triathletes, mm-hmm. but uh, we were just, uh, yeah, it was just good to, to chat and talk about different stuff and uh, get to know him a bit more. Um, and uh, yeah, just get ideas on training stuff. And uh, he, li- he lives where you near where you used to live, he's right? explored, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just went around, yeah, it was easy drive there. I, we drove up, um, bumped into a few other people running, uh, and that someone that Noel knows bumped into. A... What about you, Praise? Uh, 45k this week. Um, Tuesday did the interval session out at, at Lemke Park, the 10 400s. Um, they're all at like, well, between 125 130. So like three forty five a k pace, which weren't too bad. Um, it's a bit quicker than that, isn't it? Ninety seconds is oh yeah nah yeah one twenty five was a three thirty three average k pace. Oh okay, one twenty seven three thirty yeah it's about three forty then maybe yeah yeah cool yeah. that's good. Um, so that was 10 minute warm up, 4k, 10, 10 by 400s, and then two minute walk recovery between 10 minute warm down. So that was all right. And then, uh, Tuesday, I did, uh, Wednesday, I did a morning or afternoon gym and run on the treadmill. And then I did a run in the evening of like just nearly 11k. Um, and then yesterday, I was going to go up and do part run, but I had a shit night's sleep and I was too knackered, so I didn't bother. So I just did 7K on the treadmill before going to the boys' football presentation um, up at the club. And then this afternoon, I had a run out at Sandgate, did 14.3K, the like, average 520, 523. Okay. What was the breeze like out there? Much yeah, uh, too bad because it was blowing. Bloody it was windy. blowing. Off the sea, uh, yeah. So it was sort of side on, like a crosswind. Yeah, yeah. It's like crosswind, yeah. but yeah, it, it sort of must have changed a little bit because on the way back it felt as if it was a bit more like a headwind. So I ran from Decker Park down to up the up the bridge up the um up short the jetty up the yeah, and then turned around, came back, and ended a couple of little extra bits to get up to. 14k was to 14.3 so i got back to the car so i'm just i'm, I'm just following uh ben park's 5k thing at the moment so 
Um, yeah, so I'm just doing that. So, yeah, not a bad week. I did what I was meant to do, so um, 44, 45K, so pretty good. Cool, mate, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I've done because it's not much, but I've um, I've been swimming and I've been walking and I've also started walk running, uh, you know, walk like 100 metres, jog 100 metres. I think I'm probably at the point where I could start running again now, but I'm just not going to risk it. I've got a physio appointment tomorrow because um, I had a scan done on my back and I've got two bulging discs, which is like basically, one? basically what I thought was the problem. And, you just um, have one or we got def- we've got an extra one now? Got two. Oh. Um, which is interesting because in 2004, four or five when i had this problem i had four bulging discs and so now i've only got two so i've healed two naturally so (laughs) that's a positive but yeah the the um one is the l5 s1 which is pushing on the s1 nerve which is causing the sciatic pain which is kind of like i think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago i was pretty sure that's what it was anyway but so what's the prognosis well it's physio I, i think to just try and sort of get it manageable or surgery. And I, you know, I'll obviously try everything I can mm. before I go anywhere near doing surgery on, on me back. So you have to miss work and everything. And that's like, Oh, it's just a risky um, operation. Mm. So it's not like you just go in and get it done. Like it's a bit of an odd, like, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong. So if you can avoid doing it at all costs, you sort of try everything else first. So, I guess I'll wait till I've got a physio appointment first thing in the morning tomorrow, figure out what they say. And then um, I think we're just like going to put together a, um, a, like, you know, get back to running as soon as possible program. And um, do you think you'll be able to get physio you're going to or? Sorry, mate. Have you got a good physio you're going to? Like someone you know, like who knows that you run and that, not someone that's going to. Well, it was just right. recommended from the doctor. Yeah. And he knows I, I like run marathons and shit. So yeah, I've got so I've got to see the physio and then I've also the there's a exercise physiologist at the gym that I've got to see as well. So so between them two, the gym is gonna put together the you know, the strength correct strength program to get me back to running and then the physio is obviously gonna, you know, do whatever physio mm. shit I've got to do to to get back running because that's i just said to him at the um doctors that's you know just need to get back running as soon as possible and he was like yep cool yeah but i must say i mean you read a lot of stuff about this online and there's mixed mixed reviews and mixed science and stuff like that but the like i've been on medication for for the pain and that with my back and i've stopped taking everything and i was on really strong anti-inflammatories which i just think did absolutely nothing and um, and then I was on like strong painkillers, which which did help, but you still feel a bit of pain. But the thing that I've had the best results with is um, I've been doing ice baths. Like I've been putting four bags of ice in the bath, filling it up with cold water, and doing like you know three minute rounds until sort of it's all the ice has melted. And whether it's whether it's sort of helped me psychologically, I don't know, but it's. It feels like it's, unless it's just like, you know, the timing, you know, like, cause I've had a few weeks where I've let it just kind of heal 
maybe it's just at that time now where it's just going to start healing, but definitely feel like the ice baths have really helped. So I don't know if anyone out there's listening, who's kind of had a similar experience, let us know, but yeah, I feel like the, um, the ice baths have really, um, really sort of sped up the, um, the recovery time. Because it just numbs your back. (laughs) I just think it just lowers all the inflammation and that like it's, I don't know, you read, um, I've been like Googling and watching um, things on YouTube about it. And, you know, you get some people that swear by it and then other people that say, nah, look, there's, there's no science backing it. And then other people say, nah, there is science backing it. You know, like with these things where. Yeah. But, but so some are like where they, people say the saunas are better for recoveries and stuff. And then some are doing ice bath. But you look at all these professional athletes and stuff. They all go in these ice baths. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the Brisbane... And they obviously, they all obviously. Doesn't mean it works, though. Yeah, all the NRL teams, as soon as they finish a game, they're straight in the yeah. ice bath. They, they've like... got like some of the best, like, people. Effect. So they've just, they obviously. I think what happens is people go, let's, even though we don't know if it does make a difference, <clears throat> let's do it just in case we're not missing a beat. Do you know what I mean? It's like, let's just do it. Nah, like, man. I don't, like, you think at all the top Premier League clubs, they've all got those Cairo chambers or Cairo chambers, sorry, ice baths. As soon as they finish games, they're straight in. Like, let's get it. They can't be wrong. I, I mean, Farrell, I, I'm just Farrell always had those ice baths. And stuff. I'm just trying anything. Like, and I mean, it's the Alberto only thing. Salazar as his coach. It's the only thing I've felt like a sort of an immediate change from. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a lot to do with like when you rub like um, ice cream or you know like the ice the ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> what for, what what flavour? Yeah, if you spray well, ice better, spray, vanilla or chocolate? Ice, <laughs> ice yeah, I think raspberry. Yeah, strawberry does the best, and then vanilla. Uh, fuck. Or the sorbet. Uh, uh, like sorbet might be <laughs> sorbet be great. Yeah, try that, Steve. Now, um, the dog might lick it off. <laughs> Off your ass. Um, <laughs> he's got the giggle. That's peanut, that's peanut, peanut, butter, that's peanut butter, isn't it, Dr. Yes. <laughs> no, you can get the ice spray, you know, and the fucking the deep heat cream and fucking the stuff that's like, you know. And I think it's just the way, say, for instance, you jump in a cold bath, Steve. He's, he's going to start laughing again. Um, when you... Jump, He's got the giggles. When you jump in that cold water, it gives that sensation that, so, you know, like pressure <laughs> overrides pain. So if you've got something, you, you hit your knee, oh, it hurts, you know, rub it better. The pressure receptors override the pain receptors. So I think in that, you jump in that cold water and it just takes away that sort of, that that pain that you've got there because it's your body's focusing on something else or the receptors are working. And it yeah, might give that, yeah. that relief. But I reckon it probably as well there's it does help with the inflammation of that 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 sort of that hurt area. You know, it's um yeah like it's a, it's a good then, yeah. it's a good um good topic for for discussion because if yeah. like if you read online, like there's five things that will say like you know, you'll find five articles where it's saying nah, it doesn't help, icing injuries doesn't help, and then you'll find another five that say it does. Yeah. And um but they yeah, reckon like weird. rest, you know, I've always said rest, ice, compression, elevation. You know, it's like, mm. you remember the ice spray when playing soccer? And that used to 
it, I mean, it did whether it, it's healing you, but it's actually like takes it away the pain you go for cold, a while. Made it go cold. Yeah, the the pain goes away, and it, I think that's um, the uh, like for for injuries like yourself, rather than saying oh, like ice is great for recovery, but you've got an like an injury, and I reckon yeah. that that is what that the that is where I would say, oh yeah, an ice bath may actually be yeah. effective because it's the cold yeah. for an injury. Like if I if I was like, had a tweak in my ankle or something or twisted my ankle, I'd put ice on it straight away to help stop the the inflammation. And it does yeah. work. You know? Yeah. It's like maybe it just takes like, you know, maybe 5% of the swelling out of it. So you, you just get that little bit of relief. And because and pain my well, bulge pain. is pushing on the nerve, if I can get the nerve inflammation down a little bit, yeah. the pain kind of goes. And and not only that, when I get out of the ice bath, man, you, you just feel really good. If you put ice packs on where your bulge dis- Yeah, and that's another thing I've been doing too. See, I've been buying the big bags of ice from the servo and then laying down on my stomach on my, you know, with my elbow, like leaning on my elbows and I have the bag of ice just laying over my lower back. Yeah. So I've been doing that religiously too. So it could be a combination of all of them. Plus I've been um, doing all of the, Oh, for, like anyone who's just sort of started listening, I had this injury in around the mid two thousands and I had to do like a couple of months of um, physio rehab in a gym um, with a, you know, a specialist to do with back injuries. And so I've been doing all of the, the drills and the, the exercises that they taught me when I was in that rehab center. So I've been doing that too. So it could be a combination of all of those things and, you got to rethink now London Marathon for next year? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. I'm pretty much just going to write the rest of this year off for running. I mean, I, as soon as I get back running, I, I will get back into it. But I'm just, I've been thinking if I can be clever about this, if I can get in the gym, do everything correctly, I could sort of come back from this a lot stronger. So that's going to be my, um, my plan is to sort of get, myself back to fitness and um and then start again next year and just go for it and and hopefully aim for london next year if i get in and uh, like we talked about last week if i don't get in on the ballot system i'm going to um take mike walsh's advice and i'm going to uh, contact a load of charities and and do it that way yeah i'd start sooner rather than later because they're all yeah when do you find out from the ballot thing it's a couple of months i think hey eh? You'd think it'd be fairly soon because people have got to sort like, because it's coming up so quick. I suppose it's different when it's twelve months apart. But they must, they must be, they must tell you fairly soon, so yeah. you've got some idea of booking. You know, like people coming from abroad, book flights and that. Yeah, but just just um back to like so I've been doing like these walk. Um, I've been walking like five k's, like power walking, and um, no problems. No, like it's just my my right leg is tight. So like this morning I was like running and I actually could have probably just kept running, but I just didn't do it. Cause I was thinking, Oh, I've got the physio tomorrow. I'll just chat to them first. But my right hamstring is just super tight. I wonder if it's cause the nerves a bit tight. I reckon. Yeah. No, the nerve well, we sheath, were... well, not the nerve, but the nerve sheath. It's like quite... my physio used to say about stretching the nerve sheath, which like um, is, is difficult to do, but I reckon it can make a difference. I think um, it's like a stress re- response or something to the, you know, the because ner- it's like a bit of nerve damage. It's like a reaction 
so it's like a safety thing. It just sort of tightens everything up. So you lose a bit of mobility in that leg. Yeah. But if I could get that leg good, I'd be able to run no dramas now. Like it's just, but I just don't see the point in just going. Like I just. And you think as well that when you run, there's a lot of, was it eight times your body weight in pressure hitting your joints? Mm. And so you imagine you've got that coming down on those discs. Um, and then you go and aggravate it maybe with the leg, when you did the, the uh, leg press, you came down a bit too far and it just pinched yeah. a bit on it and it just went, oh, bang. No, um, it was work too. And just there's a few different things that I did that I just, um, I was a little bit reckless a couple of times at work lifting things and, uh, you know, probably aggravated it then did it again a couple of days later, a couple of days later, then I was, you know, then I'm going to the gym on top of all that. It's probably just a bit, bit too much for it, but yeah. Getting so, old, mate, getting old. Hey, we had, um, we had yeah. part run yesterday. Northlake's, uh, was good. Uh, Mathilde, my partner actually got a PB and she hasn't been doing really any running, just a bit of some gym stuff. And you still do CrossFit. No, no. Nah. And, um, cause we're going doing gym stuff now and, um, she actually got people, she can't believe it. She got a PB. I think it was like by like five seconds or something. Um, and she, all the running she did for two years to get to like what she was. And then she hasn't been doing much and then and broke it. But I reckon it was maybe down to the, the, um, Nike tempo next percent she was wearing. Be fresh as well. You've not been yeah. doing any running legs are fresh. So, um, yeah, we had a good little uh, little hit. I, I went in my alpha flies and tried to give it a good smash, but I, I came in at 20, what was I, 20, 30, 20, 30, 20, 40, actually. I was like, I really suffered that second lap. You know, it's concentrating on that second lap. Tick um, beat you? No. Right. He, what time did he do? Uh, no, I did 20, 31, sorry. Tick just crept under the 21 minutes. So we're being consistent, you know. We were oh, so when you finish age group, I was first in my age group. Where was Tick first? Oh, probably I think. So, yeah. so. that's a that's a draw then. Well, no, because I, I, I beat him, I get the point. Yeah, but he's just like he's like thirty what, years old. What was the age grade? That's the that's. The I was color. first in my age grade. I think Tick was probably first in his age grade. So yeah, that that's level. So I get the point because uh, because uh, I beat him overall. I tell you, it's hard it's to turn work. up every week, you know, and and just belt it, yeah. looking for times. It's it pretty getting, hard. It's, getting, it's starting to warm up though. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be, you know, like it's starting to warm up. But then that, there was a bit of a breeze there, which that that played much into it. But um, to help Spiling cool run. Yeah, Spiling man, he just took it easy. So he got faster and faster and faster. So um, but, uh, that's what he does. He just winds it up, doesn't he? Yeah. But he, he saved it because he knew he was at 25K uh, today. And, um, yeah, he did message me. He said he didn't have the best night's sleep last night. And, obviously, come shift work yesterday, you know, like Friday night to Saturday. And hey, then come on. and done park run. Hang um, on a minute, Nate. Your age grade was 70.76. Oh, and, well, that, uh, yeah, I was first. Dad was 82.21. So, he's got you on the age oh. grade. His percentage of the age grade, yeah. Yeah, your age grade, age grade. Oh, we don't worry about that, mate. It's just placing. I could have run faster. Just slow <laughs> it's down. All about, it's all about percentages. Uh, just slow down. It's all about the percent. That the percentages yeah, tell yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mate, that was one again by that young kid, young lad. William McNally. What, 15? 11 to 14, and he's done 16, 23. He's 14, 16, 23. Well, he, he, he might not. He, might, he could be 12 home, or 13. Uh, yeah, but he couldn't be that fast just being 12 years old. Mate, he's, no, he's, he's, he's only small. Yeah, he's, yeah, he did well. Better tell Sammy. Got up 16, here. 23. Wow. Sammy be there Saturday? This coming? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. The weather's meant to be crap, isn't it? Is it? Oh, it is meant to be shit, isn't it? Oh, you never know until you look out the window, do um, But uh, I've got no babysitter Saturday morning, though. I'll have to get Lukey up as well. He won't like it. Steve, right. Steve Sparling, that was his 269th park run. My dad's 268th. Oh, shit. You're 53rd, Nath. And, yeah. uh, shit, there's, who else? Ben Merlin, 211. Yeah, that kid who won it has only done seven park runs. It's incredible. 1623. Yeah, more than me. It's insane. 86.57 age grade. Is that what your age grade average is it? Compared to everyone else in your age. Yeah, I'm not sure how it calculates that. Peter Lewis knows all about that. How does he? He's, he's coming on soon, so we'll quiz him on all that. But he's the age grade king. He knows all that stuff. But, yeah, Steve was Steve Sparling was 65.97. Steve's had quite a good week. Oh, Spioni's asleep. <clears throat> he was he was dead keen talking earlier, but he must have that. You all did that long run this morning. It just takes it out of you, doesn't it? Especially when you've got to work night shift tonight. He'll be at the he'll be at work at what, seven, eight PM or something? No, I think he goes a bit a bit later, isn't it? Nine. Nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. You gotta get get up to go. He done seventy seven K this week. Oh, she's a big week. It's another good week. God, he's just knocking them out every week, isn't he? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's why I want to sort of start to get up and just keep I think that big run at the weekend really helps. You go and get a twenty K and that, that really helps. I think we need to go out. Maybe we meet up with um, Carl and do something out Sandgate. Just want I just want to get out and do it. it's like a flat road, twenty k. Yeah, for you sure. Have to run hills around here. Sandgate's start from, good. Start from Decker Park, just go down to the pier twice and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can start at the other end. Start at the pier. Start at the pier. Go down to Decker Park. Go across Horny Brook Bridge and sort of oh, run through Woody Point to... and that. Drive this to. Um, that's a that's a good long run. But this, um, we got four weeks to the race. What's that? The uh, Mount the, Glorious. Oh yeah, yeah, Mount Glorious. So yeah, I was watching um all the Blackall One Hundred finishes on Instagram. Watch the start, and she's a huge event that one. Yeah, so the uh, the Blackall Fifty, the winner in the men's was Luke uh, Davison. Second, um, Martin Jansen, and third, Peter Van Herden. In the women's, we've got uh, Jane Hoskin first, second, Helen Greenfield, and third place, Claire Game. So well done to is that. Is that the 50? Both. Yeah, that was the 50. Yeah, the Black or 100. Let's start with women, Risha Lewis. Um, Won that, so uh, uh, fair play to her. She's fucked fast, hey? Like, that's uh, 10 hours 46. 
Shit. So and and only like uh, four minutes behind, uh, four, six minutes behind was uh, uh, Megan Brown, and then third Lucy Bartholomew in the men's first place. Charlie Boyle, sub ten hours. Uh, third place, Tom Brimelow, and third Sam Dermody. So that that Bartholomew, um, Steve, didn't your sister do a run with her or something the other day? From uh, she ran with a, some famous trail thing runner, Terra Tribe or something. Yeah, yeah, they did like mm. a bit of a seminar and then went for a run or something. I think. Yeah, well, she was there, weren't she? That. Yeah, Lisa. yeah. Yep. Bishop was there, I think. Yeah. You yeah. see, uh, cameraman's down going somewhere for the uh, World Champs Ultra. Yes. Something is it a backyard ultra it's World backyard, Champs? Or? I think it's the backyard. Um, uh, worlds. Isn't it? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I just got a message from my dad. The uh, Amsterdam Marathon's on right now. Oh, live it? on live on Eurosport. I haven't got Eurosport. No, nah, I don't have that on Foxtel, but I probably could get a stream going yeah, off of some dodgy website. What about local legend this week? Local legend this week's got to go to uh, Adam Leishman. If you want to check him out on Instagram, his name is very much Adam. He's managed to string together 3,071 days of running, which is um, extremely impressive. That's got ten, pre- nearly 10 years, isn't it? He's got a um, pretty cool story. I think he's like sort of, you know, turned his life right around. Um, but that sort of leads me into, uh, I was talking to my dad about this. Ron Hill, a famous runner, unfortunately died, I think, last year. Mate, his, <laughs> listen to this for a, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, string of running. Never, never, like never had a day off. Yeah. He managed to run 52 years and 39 days without a rest day. How far was he running to the minimum? I don't know. He used, but to, he run, he used to run hundreds of miles. Well, yeah. not hundreds of miles, but a couple of hundred miles a week back when he was a like professional athlete, wasn't he? And we used oh, to buy, remember top, all the Ron Hill runner. stuff? We used to buy, we used to go to Chatham and buy. Did, is that, was, was he ever there? That, did we ever that's meet? his brand, yeah, the, the, the Ron Hill brand. Was, that, he's just, was it just his shop just did Ron Hill? Did, did shorts, singlets, did everything, didn't he? Just it like funny clothes. Like, the Ron Hill leggings were the best, weren't they? Because they weren't like super tight, tight, but they had a hoop on the bottom so they wouldn't come up. Do you remember the Ron Hill? Yeah, Ron I remember Hill. them. Tracksters, they were called, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were great, the old Ron Hill ones. Um, yeah, par- apparently he had like a knee operation, but he managed to do 15 minutes on crutches. <laughs> so yeah. he still didn't miss the miss that day. Yeah. Crazy, eh? 52 yeah. years and 39 days. Can Biggest, you buy Ron Longest Hill running streak in history. Is Ron Hill stuff gone or is it? I don't think. You can probably still get some. I yeah. Don't, I don't think they produce it anymore, though, do they? No. Well, you don't. Can't. I don't think you could buy it. We went to that shop in Chatham. We used to get it, but I don't know if that was his shop or they just used to sell all sports gear there. can't remember. Probably go online and be able to get some tracksters or something. Hey, uh, Ryan Crawford was competing at the last one standing world championships. So we no no update yet on uh, what's happening, but it would appear he is still running. Wow. A post two hours ago, he is still running. 
So still keep going, it going man. Keep it going. Check his so. Instagram. He usually puts up live videos. Yeah, that's it. Stuff. That's what I'm looking at from Insta. That was two hours ago, a live video. So, yeah. Hope it don't start raining. Where, whereabouts is it? Well, it doesn't say, but I think it's Australia because he's got his somewhere dog. like Sydney mountains or something, isn't it? Yeah, he's got his dog with him, so it's definitely. Hey, I watched. I don't know if anyone's uh, on Prime. We watched uh, a um, program about Alberto Salazar and the Nike sort of uh, debacle. Or- the Oregon, Oregon project. project yeah, the Oregon yeah. project. Um, I forgot what the name of the of the um, of, of what it's um, called. Oh, you did send it through to the group because I looked it up straight away. I found a, a trailer for it on YouTube, but you've got to um, pay oh, to watch it. it on YouTube. Nike's big bet. There we go. Nike's yeah, big I'll, bet. Yeah, I watched. And, that and he never. In a few years. None, of, none of his athletes ever tested. It's a, it's a, like it, I think it divides a room, doesn't it? But he, none of his athletes tested positive for any drugs. None of them admitted that. Only I think one person said, "Oh, he wanted me to take this," but then other people might have come forward. Um, I think I'm not quite 100% on, you know, and whether the documentary left bits out or whatever else, you know. Um, but, um, and they just, he was, he's actually got a life ban. I thought he got a four-year ban, but he got a life ban because of some dodgy, like he was, say, rub, testing testosterone products, rubbing them on his, on kids his kids to see what sort of effect uh, that would have if it would come up um, test. Um, you know, like in a drugs test and stuff. And because of that, it was like guilty by association sort of thing. And he got... He was probably given so much money by Nike to run that project out there. And he had some of the best athletes, Galen Rupp, Mo Farah. But I think he was viewed as well. He made people... He said to them, if you want to beat these people, he did everything that you could that was possible, you know, altitude tents, everything out, everything as close as possible without actually breaking the... So, you know, it was like um, L-carnitine. He would actually be injecting L-carnitine, but they said there was nothing that said that you... Well, you could inject it, but you couldn't do more than 0.5 mil or 5 mil or 50 mil... 50 mil, I think it was, more than 50 mil a day. So he went right up to that limit. It's the same with the Nike shoes, you know. Can't no, be than 40, he, so he went. He actually was like putting a liter into them, like oh, on IV. Okay. He had them in. They, they were doing experiments with it. There's a really good podcast called Clean Sport Collective, and um, I listened to it. Someone put it up and said that Mary Kane, she was the the female that kind of exposed him. She was on it, and then. About a month later, they had a guy called Steve Magnus on, and uh, he was working with Salazar. And man, some of the like the shit that he talks about, I'll put the link to that in the um, mm. description to check it out. But like, if you want to just listen to some of the like tactics that that Salazar used with his staff and that, like, mm. he's a, it's interesting. I can think of a guy. It's interesting to know, like, you know, to see like how much was left in. And left out of that, but it's like it's the same as you know um, Lance Armstrong. Like he never tested positive for all those years. If he'd never admitted, you know, know, and he kept, oh no, I never took drugs and all that, and then like he got exposed. I mean, same as like there. But if he'd never admitted it, it never would have. I don't think he ever would have got found out, would he, Lance? 
But um, um, but you know, like Michael Jordan, people used to, you know, he was probably the best basketball on the planet. But the people said he was shit to to actually play with and train with. But but he said, you know, like you need to give it everything. You can't be joking around. But then in the end of the day, they won seven in a row, unmatched uh, NBA uh, finals. And it was because he just made him, drilled him, and they said, yeah, he was an asshole to like, play with. But he just drilled him and made him hard. I think Alberto Salazar was the same. You know, if you take us away the whatever they were, was, what was being taken, if anything. But he, made, he said, you ought to train hard. You can't just come here and mess around. And if you don't want to train hard, then go away. Yeah. You know, make, people, yeah. make people train hard. Because when I listen to that. These people. I listened to that Mary Kane interview and like, I come away from that thinking, yeah, look, this guy's obviously a complete bastard, but he was probably like saying things that he thought was going to make her win races. Like, cause he was like up in her about her weight all the time. Like saying she was that, fat. Yeah. And, but they and, worked you know, that out though. Like even Ferrari with the cyclist with, with Lance, you know, if you're certain power to weight, we're talking about today, power to weight ratio. If your ratio was 6.1, you wouldn't win the tour. But if you were 6.2, meant you could win the tour. And it was down to like, it could have been down to yeah, like half yeah. a kilo. And, and that, you're, um, so you think, stuff out. you think, oh yeah, like he's obviously knows what he's doing, but he's just an absolute prick of a bloke. But then when I listened to the second podcast with the Steve Magnus, and he talked about how he treated his staff and how like just the general culture around Nike at the time and the way that he sort of run things in the um, distance running group. And like, he would, he wouldn't pay his staff for months at a time. And then like, if they asked where their money was, he'd, you know, ridicule them in front of people. And then when, if anyone ever tried to quit, he would like blackball them to all the other sort of people in the industry that he could sort of manipulate. Like, just yeah, just, like that was kind of after I listened to that, I was like, nah, this guy's just an absolute asshole. But yeah, like you don't and know. I, you, you're not there. Nike, you don't know. On that on that documentary, there's other people who said whether they, they I mean, obviously they're probably still friends with him and that, or they're protecting themselves or him. But they said like they never had, they never saw anything. Uh, they didn't have a problem with him. They're still friends with him. And then Spencer's met him many times and knows him very well. I mean. But Spencer wouldn't tell you, any, you know, if he liked him. Well, like, what, once it all came out, though, like Mo Farah just he just disassociated himself with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, they they all did, didn't they? Men, a smart, a smart athlete would. They just go right. Yeah. See you. Yeah. yeah. Don't need, don't need that. But um, all you can do is, if an athlete is, if you're clean and if you test, you know, you test negative and you just go right. Well, you just hope that anything you're taking isn't actually on the ban list or. Even too much caffeine, I think it's changed now, but even too much caffeine, you had like six cups of coffee a day, that would actually put you over. And you well, Spe like Spencer used to, he had to, like, before a race and stuff, they couldn't have a whole can of Red Bull. Um, yeah, they had to, they me that. had to water it down half a can with water because otherwise yeah. it would be after the race, it test positive for. Uh, well, this was interesting. Noel was saying that uh, the guy who won the. Um, Ironman triathlon, he was wearing a pair of those O-Cloud shoes and they're a 50 mil stack height. I said, well, I thought the legal was 40. And he said, in athletics it is, but in triathlon yeah, they have no regulations it. in triathlon, eh? So, like, you don't know what, you know, in different certain sports, what different, what's what's allowed, what isn't, different stuff. And you don't know, you know, and you go, oh, they ran a marathon in 
off the bike in 220, 230, and you go, oh, wow, how did you do that? But, like, hang on. You, you, you yeah. Know. But does that extra height give you, you know, it's a law of diminishing returns, surely at a certain height. I, I sent a link. Knots, doesn't make any difference. I sent a, the, uh, a picture of them to the Eat Sleep uh, podcast on Insta. So oh, I'll share okay. that. I'll have to log in and um and reshare it. But I get a really good photo of his shoe hitting the ground, and there's one where the sole's like looking like that thick, and then the next one he's like got all his weight on it. And it's like that, oh, and you just think, wow, like it's dead, dead set, like fifty mil. Oh, I tried a pair of those, not those shoes specifically, but a pair of that that make of shoe yeah, on an athlete, athlete's yeah. foot. It's just like. And it was weird. like two hundred, nearly three hundred dollars, and I was just—it just it didn't feel very nice. The price mm. of shoes—we discussed it, I think, yesterday with your, with your dad, Steve. The price of shoes is just gone ridiculous. Like Nike started pushing them up. I mean, like an Asics Kayano's a two seventy, two sixty nine. Those now the new Alpha Flies are three seventy. You're like, yeah. hang on. It's nearly it's, 400 bucks for a yeah, pair of shoes. To, it's got to stop somewhere. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just ridiculous like that um, that these prices are um, are going up. So it's just madness. Price of everything's gone up lately, though. So you wouldn't, you're not, you're not surprised. Price of materials and stuff like yeah, but that. Has the price of the material actually gone up? Like, as like, the plastic that they plastic, make plastics have gone up. Like, yeah, it's the same as, like, like plastics in, in, in the plastics well, in no the one was buying it. Like, we paid would... more for... Um... But no one was buying stuff for two years, so there would have been... Um, and no one was making it. There would have been, like, obviously surplus. And now they're, and now they're sort of, like, making it all again. Trying to make oh, their money we'll back. just charge more for it. Because mm-hmm. we didn't make any money for the last two years, we want to get that back. But prices never going to go down, are they? Same as same as all the flights and stuff flying anywhere. Prices are so expensive because they're just trying to get back. Yeah, the money that they've lost over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Eh? Like, what was it you were saying, Fraser? You couldn't get a flight to England for like. Well, I was going yeah, to get a flight to England. Because nearly going to cost me. It was about three thousand eight hundred that the girl was giving me a quote for, and I was just like, that's ridiculous. Like to go for two weeks is like nah. Yeah, it's just not not on, is it? It's just way too much. Well, I used to pay like eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but what happens if um, Putin's moved thirteen nuclear warheads to the border with Ukraine, and he said uh, if they join NATO, he's firing them. So, and actually, Noel, we were talking about it because Noel, you used to be in the army for eleven years. And he would, we were talking about, oh, how do you knock them out? He said, well, when that warhead takes off and it goes out into space, it splits into 20 and then comes down. So you've got to hit it in space, otherwise you're going to get the radiation down on you. He said, but like, um, he um, he was like, yeah, you don't know that. They might fire one and just to see what the reaction will be. Hey, something I, I was going to um, I was going to bring up, I think we should do a whole, we should do a, just an, an actual episode dedicated to just like... Um, mental health i reckon because this last couple of weeks of geez man i've been in a real low spot you know unsure about my back unsure about work can i run again you know and makes you sort of realize like 
like, cause I love running and I love sport and my fitness is just, that's like my medication, you know, that's like my antidepressant. And you know, you like, it's just, hey, know, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to speak about it cause I've suffered quite, you know, a bit of um, mental health because of um, my ex. Yeah. Stuff. I've you've gone been through, through the, quite a bit of shit. You've been through all sorts, haven't you? Um, get you some CBD oil. But the um and it coming because November's like it's Movember, isn't it? Like that's all to do with mental health. Oh yeah, maybe we should out, maybe we should do a full Movember episode, like you know, and all kind well, of. We should all we should all grow moustaches. Grow the mo, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. I've already got one. It's part of my right. beard. I had I I tell you I once back in this is maybe this is the story. Yeah, go. This will be story time. Go for it. The, uh, a couple, a few years ago, like we uh, we did the Movember in our office, and that, so we we got three offices: Sydney, Brisbane, and Melbourne. And that you know, so everyone sort of who could joined in, and obviously me just being a hairy bastard, um, I just grew like really good <laughs> moustache and had the old hooks you know, coming down like down the side, a chopper, like, full on, yeah, full on chopper. <laughs> like moustache and i ended up um then they did a vote in the in the company like who like who's got the best mo and it was down to like three of us guys so there was me and these other two guys and i ended up winning <laughs> and i won i won like um like hair hair clippers and stuff like and all that and like shaving stuff and and everything like that it was uh pretty good awesome good little prize to win no. But it's funny yeah. though, there's some of these people trying to grow a moustache, and it's just like I grow that in a day, and they took them a month. <laughs> right. yeah, pretty lucky dad like would, that too. Our uh... dad would have a have a shave in the morning by four o'clock. He'd have well, a well, when, when he was oh, in the I'm navy. When he was in the navy, that to be clean shaven. He used to have a shave in the morning, then that's have a shave in the evening because by then he's is uh, he'll have a like five p.m. like. Already Stop. growing back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, like, because I've been out walking and stuff, and I've been like, I've been really like thinking about how I've thought about things in the past. And like, I'm like, I, as I've gotten older, I'm trying not to be so judgmental, but like, I often would drive past people and see someone walking and think, why don't you just run, mate? Like, just run. But now, like, I'm in a position yeah, where I'm like story, walking dude. just to like get some exercise done, and I'm like, you don't know what people are going through, eh? Like, just you know, take a dog with you, mate. Then you'll be all right. You get away with it. Uh, <laughs> just be able to walk. Well, I, I, I was out dog. running at Sandgate this afternoon. I, I set off about well, after two o'clock. Um, there was, you know, there's a few people, all different shapes and sizes, like just jogging really slow or just walking. But fair play, though. Like, there's a lot of people out there just exercising. He's doing that 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even just like walking, yeah. getting your heart rate up. It's good for you. Good for yeah. your health and good for your mind. And that, better than nothing. Definitely. It's better than sitting on your ass and doing It's not that. as good as going for a run, but it's still like. No, but every, not, not everyone your feet, can run huh? though. That's the thing. Like not everyone can run like yeah. we can. Like, See, I, I, I had uh, someone say to me just recently, they said, um, I was talking about running and they said yeah i need to get out running i said actually i need to learn to run because a lot of people it's hard like you know what you know like 
what shoes should I wear? Can I just wear my little big green flash? And um, how do you run? Do you like, you know, like, do I, how fast to go off? It's very easy for people to go at the wrong pace and they've got to stop and walk because they just can't maintain it for a certain amount of time. You go, oh, hang on, you got to slow right down. But it's like, am I actually doing, is the style right? Like, it's, you, you forget, like, because I suppose we've been doing it since we were very young and doing lots of running, but um, you got to almost take it, like, starting start fresh. Um, there's people out there go, oh, I don't actually, I, mean, I, I don't want to go for, I want to go for a run, but I don't know really. So, so, so some people are just embarrassed just to even start and go out there and run, or people just don't even know what equipment to get. Yeah, you know, yeah. Or whatever. Exactly, yeah. But, you know. Like one of my mates is just getting into his, like, sort of, I guess you'd call it this fitness journey. And um, he went and bought some, like, shoes to go running in at DFO and he bought like, you know, going out shoes, like, you know, yeah. And he well, just didn't know any better, you know? Oh, was, yeah. But, and that's where you should sometimes you think, okay, well maybe when I go to DFO, if I go in ASICS or Nike, that I should ask them what, because I was watching people put on um, tempo next percent, but I don't know if they were buying them for running which is funny because I was at the gym on Monday night and there was a, there was a unit in there and he had a pair of tempo next percent for the gym, but they were getting looked pretty flat squashed because he was a big guy. So I was like, they were really squashed down. And then I saw a nut and whether he might run a bit or not, but I didn't think that'd be the most suitable shoes for the gym. And then I saw another guy, Definitely hadn't been trail running in them, but he had a pair of wild Nike Wild Horse Seven trail running shoes. Obviously, like it looked like the color and everything. Yeah, they look else cool, and, eh? You yeah, know, but like um, in there, and like you know, some people just go. You know, they're all on the back wall. There's like thirty percent off sometimes, forty percent off. You go, oh, that look alright. You know, get, I don't know if they're any good, but I'm just gonna walk around. They feel comfortable enough to walk around in, which is good. You know, you go to the gym in a pair of Air Max or whatever, and that was the whole thing of Nike. They wanted people to be wearing shoes. Not just running, but casual. That was their vision: casual, wearing with jeans, wearing any walk of life all day long, wearing for work. You know, everyone used to wear just normal kind of shoes back in the sixties and seventies. Um, but yeah, you should maybe go and ask. Oh, look, I need a. And there's plenty of stuff to ask. You know. Like, yeah, but like, not every not all. Shoes. Not they don't all know their stuff though. Like, I know, say, look, don't pick those ones. Like, maybe those Pegasus might be better for you, you know. It's like when we used to work in a sports shop, though, no, didn't we? Yeah, we we used to run. So, people used to come, oh, I'm looking for, I'm looking for uh, a shoe. It'd be like, oh, how many, how many, well, back then, miles, how many miles do you run a week? This, oh, like, you know, these would be good. And, you know, do you super pronate, do you pro, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, we'd know because. You know, yeah. and I go, well, I wear these and I run, you know, 40 mile a week, whatever. You know that if they weren't, didn't have that much money to spend, they just want something, you might go for something like a high tech. But if they were a bit more serious, they were doing a lot more cage, you might have something for like a ASICS gel shoe to give them and that explain the difference in the shoe, what the technology was. I think know. people are probably these days buying all these super shoes and they probably not necessarily need them because they're only just jogging. You know, but they see them all. Right. Just to see yeah, people right. with the tempo next percent just in the in the gym. Just I tell, tell you, what, like, I go to the world gym there at Brendow. You know the most popular gym shoe in there? Converse All Stars. Yeah, everyone's got yeah. a pair of Poxy Converse on. 
it's just like it's just all stars. There's no thing out there. You know why? Because they, they think I'm doing weights. Probably a lot of people doing weights, not much cardio. Yeah, they're they're, they're flat. They got yeah. no. Rise but there's in still it. no support in them. You're doing squats in those. If you really got bad knees and ankles, you're not gonna you're gonna make it worse. A, a lot ankle. of people do do their leg exercises and stuff without shoes on, just in bare feet. I suppose they allow that because yeah. a, know, a, a bloke the other day was was uh, doing his squats in a pair of uh, thongs, but not the double pluggers like the slide just slide your whole foot Slides. in. Slides. It was, it was, it was, it was them. Right. I've seen those. I've got to tell you, I watched a guy at the gym where I was at when I was at uni. A ten, and they were the weight plates were metal then, and he had shoes on, but he dropped a ten kilo weight plate, slipped off, and it hit him on the foot. And they got an ambulance for him. And when they took his shoe off, yeah, it oh. was not pretty. Let me tell you, it was just like yeah. chop your bloody toe off. Well, some of the guys they come straight from work, still wearing their fluorescent tops and stuff. And and some of them still got their. Some gyms ban it. I've seen shops that don't allow work boots inside them. Mate, you should have a shower before you go. But it says it says in there shoes, shoes, towel, towel all time. Well, it's more the towel and everything. But like, just what gets me though is people just don't take their weights off the machine afterwards. And I like, I see, I see them just walk away. They've loaded the thing up. There's like sixty kilos on each side, and and I. I sort of think I feel I don't not so bad because I'm happy you just I take, take the weight off. off but off. if a chick goes there, yeah, the girl goes there to use it, she's got to unload twenty kilo plates. Yeah, she can, probably can't. Lift that. Sort of They're easy to slip off and drop them on your foot if you're not expecting the weight. Mm. Well. A lot of them have got the handles and like haven't yeah. they these days and stuff. But still, but they off quite quick, easy. You'd be yeah. careful. With at our gym as well, they've got the proper big just metal. Oh. Um, Ones yeah, as well in the in the that, where stuck. people are doing their like squats and whatever, and they've got no grip things on them at all. You drop one of them on your foot, you'd be lucky if you even run again. I reckon that would just ouch. Break your toe, easy. Oh, oh easy. Break, break your foot. foot. Yeah. Even like, the rubber yeah. plates, you know, like the bumper plates would. Uh, or some of them not really bumper plates, but they're like rubber coated with the handle. They're not bumper plates, but still, they're going to do some damage. Yeah, definitely, these days, the gym is a very uh, fashion, fashion conscious uh, culture. I tell you, it was funny because we yeah. went and I was doing, uh, I'd done like chest and back together, supersetted, um, but the, the two two muscle groups. And then I was doing biceps and triceps. So I'd go and do bicep curls, go over and do tricep extensions, bicep curls. And I did a, fo- a whole workout of two exercises for each month for those two muscle groups back and fro back and fro and still some people are still sat on the same bench press you know and i never even see the weight move but oh. they're on their phone sitting there and you think well maybe they haven't got anywhere else to go but they just want to be at the gym Mate, i'm thinking yeah what are you taking so long for the same at jets down the road i can do three exercises and someone's still on the same machine yeah, because they spend half the time just on their phone, like stuff. And then, well, then, a lot of them are fine. You got to work at a high yeah. enough. You got to work a high enough intensity to get a result. You can't just go, oh, I'll push a few weight. You got to go and work hard. You got to go, ow, that hurts. You got your muscles need to be hurting. You know, otherwise, you, you, you're. Sort like, of, there's some, but the world gym there, there is some massive, humongous units. Yeah. Like there, <laughs> actually, I saw a bloke the other day. He was like, all tattooed up and that, and he had he had a tag. 
on his ankle. <laughs> like, please tag on, on his uh, ankle. Day release. <laughs> no, and he was having to work out. Work out in the gym. Monitor where you're going yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he wouldn't wear tracky trousers or pull his sock over it so he didn't have to. But they're massive, though. Like, they're so thick. They're like three inches thick, I reckon. He must be on that uh, Hollywood broccoli, chicken, and rice diet that all the big movie stars take and end up being huge. Mate, if yeah. you're, if you, like some of them chicken. kids that, have, that wear, that have got the um, ankle thing, they think it's like something to be proud of. You know, they're oh, like man. walking around saying, look at me, um, I've been in yeah, prison. So so I, 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 there's so many uh, couples that work out together. Like, I've noticed at my gym and that as well. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Right. Anything, any fitness is good, I reckon. But yeah, like the, the definitely the, the cardio don't get used as much as the uh, the weights part. There was a, who was it? Was it Paul Hollinger put a meme up? So you go to the gym. You drive to the gym to walk on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, look, if you're having a bit of a warm up or a warm down, you know, like, but. Yeah, a lot of the bodybuilders, I think they just they do a warm down as a walk. A lot of them do the step, the step machine. Yeah, it's a good burner stuff. for your legs though. The step machine finish yeah. off a good leg session. But uh, majority of it, it's it's all uh, building muscle and that. I think the world gym because the equipment's so advanced. It's uh... actually Batil went and did a um, EMF forty five class, I think it was, and uh, like a, it's like a bit of a. Um, bit like a CrossFit stroke F45 MMA kind of oh. workout, you know, with yeah. ropes and battle ropes and tire flips and all that. Um, for, they do a 45 minute and they do a 60 minute one. So uh, she said it was really good. Um, yeah. Not quite a CrossFit, but then CrossFit's hard to replicate, isn't it? A good CrossFit workout, a, a good uh, Metcon, yeah. you know, like there's that. Yeah. that um, they do some um, sort of stuff good. like that. But the, um, I went in, last week in the cycling sh- studio oh, yeah. just to ride myself on the bike. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll argue when they do that. What happens is your bike is, uh, you can actually look at how many, it tells you how many RPM you're doing. You can turn up the level, like um, it's on a resistance thing, but you the level is actually telling you. And then your disc for your speed and your RPM is up on the wall. Yeah, I think because actually on the bike, there's no there's no machine for calculating how fast you're cycling and all that. It must be when you're going to do a class. It flicks it, it up on the wall. It must yellow bike. It up on the, so you know what you've done. Is it a yellow bike? Yeah, they're real. They're real advanced. They're like, yeah, these are, and, but they're yeah. really good because it's electronic. So when you want to up the resistance, you just press the button. It's electric, yeah. but it'll tell him on there what level you're at and what RPM yeah. you're going. So he goes, oh, everyone needs to be at 120 RPM. And it, then it goes red when it gets to 120. So, like, you can see if you're back. Yeah, I think I want to go and do a class because I reckon they'll be oh, quite good. Oh, we was, uh, I did a 9K run and went and did that. And I was like, we walked out of there like, she's we're stuffed. Because they were doing like, a comp- cost you a week, Nath, at that EMF. We have got this um, fitness passport through Matilda's work. So I paid $12.50 a week. And I can That's use that. For what you get I had to pay $20 for a access all 24 hour tag. Yeah. And I can go as many times as I want. And then I can also like that, that fitness passport gets me in different places. I could go to Genesis, um, the pool at Norflex where, you know, we've cro- or where the, where yeah, part of the one is. Yep. 
I can just park where we park the car. I can just walk across the road and go for. So in summer we'll go for a swim after park run. Be great. Can um so if you just got like a you know twelve dollar membership or whatever it is the deal you get can you do the classes for that like can you do everything yeah they're all inclusive twenty four hours a day do anything I want look I I pay seventeen dollars a week for the world gym and that includes all classes and everything shit that's good eh but it's just finding Mm. I think for for yourself Stevie like the that EMF would be about like twenty two ninety five or something a week a week yeah. But like for twelve fifty, if I if I if I miss a week, if I I only go once a week. I don't really, you know, it's like it's okay because then they've got a sauna there and everything. It's um, you know, I'm not even sure a shower what, there as well. Jets, so but it's not... just weights. There's no classes or yeah. anything. That's, that's why I stopped going to that like... fitness first at Albany Creek because it was like it's about a tenth of the size of like the gym I go to now, and it worked out cheaper. And I got a sauna and like yeah, state of the yeah. equipment and all stuff as well. And classes, fitness first had no classes. The only thing is, you want to then go to Taco Bell or somewhere on the way home. <laughs> no, I don't like Taco Bell. I'm a GYD. No, I've yeah. had enough. We're at Guzmesa Gomez, a lot better. Yeah, Taco, Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I went, I just got this. I was nachos and it looked like someone had just thrown up in a box. I was like, what is that? Never know what to order at them places. I just I go to GYG. I just get loaded fries. Actually, uh, <laughs> GYG do a nice shredded beef uh, burrito. That's mm. that's the go for me. Yeah. And the I chips must... are good too, aren't they? The chips are great at GYG. Yeah, must, like nachos. Must, um, Nando's chips. Sorry, I must give a uh, a bit of a shout to um since I've been. Uh, injured and i've had a bit of extra time and um, i've still been going to work and that but i had a couple of weeks where i did hardly any work and that but um i've signed up to this website it's called the university of marshall it's basically that social media duo marty and michael but it's their like uncut website where they put everything that they can't you know they're not allowed to put on on social media because it gets de um monetized yeah. and it's like nothing it's like 10 bucks a month or something and mate it is it has really helped me get through this <laughs> shit period it's so fun it's like jackass on steroids oh really like the shit they do is they do i think you get two videos a week and um you get they do one science experiment a week and it's like, like it's science experiment but it's it's rubbish it's things like um you know which sports object hurts the most and they just chuck them oh, at each other yeah, and shit yeah. like that it's so funny Flying i really had a real good laugh watching some of it you can't it beat really the old jackass ones though and they used to fire those like <laughs> paintball guns and like and all that at them and that. oh johnny yeah. knoxville johnny who knoxville. died a uh, bam bam died didn't he no not bam bam it was um no yeah committed suicide um, didn't he no, Bam's still alive, even though he's in and out of rehab for alcohol. It was um, the guy crashed his car drunk. Um, Not Johnny oh, Knoxville. No, no, no. Johnny Knoxville and Steve. Wait, that guy, Steve, they're still Steve's alive. still going. He's nuts as hell, though, isn't he? Yeah, Steve O's got a really good podcast. Interviews all of them. Um, oh, man, I've got to look this up. That Mike Thurston's Steve's dad got his own podcast now. Has he? Yeah. Oh, sign up for that. Is it on uh, Apple and that? Ryan Dunn. Sure, because they were on one of his videos. He he said he was going to do it, so he he went with his technical 
guy and they went and bought all the equipment to do the podcast. Like they got full on. As he gets people to come to him and he interviews people and stuff. Yeah. And all like that. Man, look, I've got all the gear now to do the video podcast. So we'll have to come yeah. over and um and do a video one in person. Now I've got mm-hmm. the decent microphones and all that set up. Yeah. I'd love to do one. Bit of work in editing that with all the different camera angles, but it'd definitely be um it'd be like um Johnny English, will it? Johnny Knoxville's fifty one now. Jeez. Yeah, he suffered a real bad but, brain injury in that last movie too. He got knocked out by a bull. Oh, he had to have like speech therapy and everything, learn how to talk again and all sorts. Chris Pontius, not that him. Ryan Dunn that died. Ryan Dunn, that's oh, it. Yeah. Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Is, yeah, that, is that the one that is that the one that used to always annoy his dad and mum? No, he was his friends with Bam. Bam, Bam. Bam's the one that used to do the uh, the mean shit to his parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So was it, funny, who used hey. to do that? Bam, bam, or Ryan? Or bam, yeah. Bam used to, yeah. Um, <laughs> like cocker, the alligator in, in the kitchen, and that. <laughs> and his mum on the, the toilet, kitchen. and he just jumps and in, and like, just in and like, him up. Sl- smashes him in the face. Oh, crazy! Right. Yeah. I tell you what, though, if you were friends with guys like that, like you'd just be—I'd be scared. You'd be—you you'd, wouldn't <laughs> be able to fall asleep around them, mate, because you just because right, your head would be shaved, your happen. eyebrows would yeah. be shaved in the morning. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, maybe we should um, wrap cool. it up at that. Yeah, not a lot really right. that we talked about this week, but good social chat. Yeah, we'll get stuck in next week again. Soon as we don't definitely reckon. Um, we uh, think about. Have a I've think about the November one. Though. I've got an announcement. The purchase of the week will definitely be um, Steve Sparling has got a pair of, wait for it, Nike Vapor Flies. Yes. The, uh, is that the second edition one? So um, he's test, took them for a little test drive this afternoon. You actually said good to be interested to see if he wears them at part run, see if we can get him to do a Balls out, run and see where he goes. But we said we, we should we should all go to the track, take our different super shoes, and do some like four hundreds, and just see um, how we like, just see what the timings if they change a bit, you know. And uh, we do a little, we do a podcast live from the, the the track, and then do a video for it, put it up on you, put the video up on YouTube. I reckon I'll be bouncing around Nudgy Track on mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I reckon that'd be, be like, good. Be like kangaroo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be good actually to just do a bit of a, um, you know, because you could you could kind of monitor your heart rate too, so you make sure you're not working too hard. So same heart rate for the for the yeah. and same, um, do the same heart rate and then just do a four hundred and then just see what your time was and see if you actually go any any faster. Sometimes it's hard because your heart rate could be a bit behind, but um, yeah, I suppose you could just go on how you feel a bit as well. Just interesting to see. Yeah, I reckon so, Steve will. Um, I reckon he'll just really like them shoes. I actually, I think for for park run, I really like my vapor flies. I, I wore the alphas again at the weekend, but uh, I suppose when I got my PB, I was wearing the vapor flies. But we had the, yeah, you know, the crew with us, dragging us all along. So, um, I, and that's so. Uh, but who knows? Should be a good yeah. little training shoes and see what you reckon if you've gone better and then put you know, like. Put your Kayano, put my Kayanos back on and see how I go there. Oh, Steve, like are you gonna go box. to um you're gonna go to Park Run on Saturday? If I I'll see how I go at the physio tomorrow. 
Well, no, just even just just going to go and watch or something. Just that because I might have I'll have Lucas there. I don't know whether you like babysit him. Yeah, just I'll just say yes. Yeah, I'll be there because Tammy's been doing it. I'll just watch the kids whilst you run. Jack, the kids take yeah. I take my cat my new camera. I just need a bit of help setting it up, Nate. I need to get the settings and that. Lucas, are happy. Hey, you have a go. Lucas, Lucas are happy. Let's have a GoPro yet, Froze? Nah. Check on Marketplace, mate. There's loads of them. Yeah, I know. I've just got a pay rise, five and a half percent. Sure, blimey. No. Right. I'm waiting for the back pay. Nice. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you next week. We'll do. Right. See you on Saturday then. Yeah, awesome. So we've got some rain coming, so we'll see how much we can get done in the rain. Yeah, that's what I got a treadmill for. Righto, catch your boys. See ya. See ya.
Close your eyes Before your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my imagination In my imagination Close your eyes Before your troubles behind Yes, it's fine I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitating my mind, 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 mind.